Coming to you from the studios at the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66, it's the Rock and Roll Chicago Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Ray the Roadie. And this is Hollywood Mike. Almost free as a bird, Ray. Almost, that's right. This is your last week of work. This is the last week. Wow. Yeah. You're going to go live on a yacht in the Mediterranean? No, unfortunately. Oh. No, I've got I've got uh, two more days at my... Uh, Present employer, my, my present gig, mm-hmm. and uh, I start the new gig on Monday. That quick? <laughs> yeah. No vacation? Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> Yeah, let's just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna say. We're gonna that's leave always- it right there, and I'll report more uh, next week. Next week. Yeah, as soon as I can. Uh, yes. Very. When cool. I can do that. Yeah. Very cool. But I, I can tell you this: I bought a new truck. I thought I saw you. Yes, you did. You bought a new. You bought a, you bought a new new old truck. Uh, new old truck. Yes. Yeah, not too old though. Yeah. Twenty sixteen F one fifty. Yeah. I got it for a. Pretty good deal, actually. Good. The the folks at the Ford dealer were pretty nice to me. Got a big bed? Uh, six and a half foot. Six and a half foot. So I can haul the gear around. Yeah. It's about the color of that Pepsi cup right over there. Oh, okay. It's that it's that weird, funky blue that some people say, I don't like. But, not you know, that Pepsi is sponsoring this podcast. Not that, not that Pepsi is sponsoring right. it, nor is Ford. No, no. But no. I've been driving it absolutely everywhere. Very good. You know, I, I feel important now. You you should be. Yeah, there's two things I've learned. When you, you're obligated to do two things. When you're on an interstate and people are trying to merge, you got to ease over and kind of ride the dotted line a little bit. That's kind of, you're obligated to keep people from, you know, bottlenecking like that. Keep them out, yep. Yeah, and the other thing is you got to wave at little kids when they wave back at you. That's right. <laughs> do, do, they make, do they pull the horn thing off? No, they, they, they don't, but they like to look up and they like to wave and they like to point and go, ooh, he's in a truck and you got to wave back at little kids. <laughs> Very good. So, I'll tell you some other things you can see from a truck but maybe at another time uh, another time like next week next week maybe we'll next talk week. about that next week Absolutely. that's right yeah so we've got some guests in here looking at us like what the fuck do we come here for yeah <laughs> so these guys talk <laughs> we got a group of guys here not the whole group just three of them right man called smells like dave Grohl. yeah i wonder what they do i don't know let's find out i don't know what hey. uh oh i thought i put that on stun oh yeah. my god it's it's ford or pepsi calling they want to sponsor us yeah I thought we were already getting a call. Like, yeah. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of devil, I was getting a phone call from uh, somebody currently uh, that I work with. Wow. <laughs> See, okay, this is, a, this is a, uh, I didn't realize we we're going to do a call in tonight, but I oh. guess we could do that too. I mean, yeah, I guess we could. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about the band. Tell us about yourselves. Why don't you introduce yourselves first off? I'm Josh. I'm Dominic. I'm Dan. And, and which what? one of you smells like Dave Grohl? None of us. Okay. We, all, we all do collectively. Player. Have, you, here. have you ever smelled Dave Grohl? I would imagine he smells just as good as he plays. Okay. Where, where the name? Where, where? That's that's this guy. That's my boy. Yeah, Dominic, Dominic came I'm, up I'm with guessing, it. I'm guessing Dave Grohl smells a little bit like money, too. Oh, yeah. A lot of, yeah. Mon- a lot of money. C- cigarettes and Crown Royal would be uh, probably more appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, it could be. You know, But a little, mixed in with a little bit of leather and money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the full band um i'm i'm dan and we also have a bass player who's absent right now his name is also dan whoa but he's not here yeah but we call him dab because he auto-corrected i guess his name t- uh to dab d-a-b and we i guess 
they just stuck have been and we calling, always call them dab now. Dab. So that's like the identity difference between Dan and Dan is I'm Dan and he's dab. So just out of curiosity, how come dab's not here tonight? Uh, Disney World. He's got a Disney World thing going on. You said it was an emergency vacation. Yeah. He's got kids. <laughs> School's out. And you your know, name's Cheese. Yeah. Also, I go by Cheese because that's what I like. All right, so, so who do we have in the studio then? We've got a dab, a Dan, and a Cheese. All right. So we've got Dan. Yeah. All right. Okay. So <laughs> you can put a little dab of cheese on Dan. That's just gross. We don't talk about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but cheese, I, I play drums. Um, and then Dominic sitting to my right, he plays guitar. And you've got my friend Josh who plays guitar as well, but also sings and does the actual Dave Grohl part. <laughs> Yeah, I, I joined the band about six years ago yep. as lead guitar, and then we've gone through a whole slew of people. Three uh, drummers. Three drummers. Yeah, a couple lead guitars, a couple singers, and then post-pandemic, we all kind of, you know, our, our, our recent drummer left, and Cheese here, a.k.a. Dan. Yeah. Minus the B. Uh, he stepped in and... <laughs> Just came right into place, and then we were like, well, we had another singer for a little bit. It just wasn't working out. So then they were like, oh, Josh, why don't you just do it? Because I was at all the rehearsals, and I was filling in for the singer that was absent, and it kind of all worked out. Yeah, we're like, you know, there's a Nirvana song um, called Stay Away off of Nevermind. And, you know, we were just trying to learn it, you know, and then the singer at the time was absent at a practice and Josh was just, you know, Hey, you know, I'll do this. I'll sing it and we'll try it see how it sounds. And when you're in a basement, you, you don't really absorb fruitfully what's happening down there. So, you know, one of us just so happened to record what was going on on the phone to just kind of diagnose and maybe tweak a few things and dial like this song in really well. And in the playbacks, we were like, oh, my God, Josh, you, you're nailing this. this. Boy sing. <laughs> What's going on with this? I was just hiding. <clears throat> yeah. And he was hiding it. And then, you know, hey, sing this one, sing this one, sing this one, sing this one. Sing. And then it became a no brainer. And yeah, smart move on the unanimous decision to have Josh as the permanent lead singer. So are the two of you guys originals? I'm the only original. He's the Dom's only. the original. Yeah. The yeah. Original. I joined about six years ago uh, after your first lead guitarist. Or did you have one before that? One before that. Yeah. You're the third. So I'm the third lead guitarist. So I jumped in on the, the shift lit parts for probably about five years. And then, yeah. And COVID happened and everything went crazy. Yep. And that's where we changed it all up. Yeah. So, so, so there's, there's uh, three kinds of cover bands or, or tribute bands. I think people might, if they've never seen you before, they might say, oh, these guys have to be a tribute band because simply because of your name. Um, I'm assuming most of your music, of course, is Foo Fighters and Nirvana or, or projects that Dave Grohl has 
played on. I'm assuming you do some Queens of the Stone Age. That's the ultimate you know, goal. Stuff like you know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, right. Dave Grohl's played in so many things, and we right. love to we love to hit it all. Right, right, right. But, so yeah. are you? So you've got the you've got the tribute bands that look alike. You got the tribute bands that sound alike, and you got the tribute bands that don't look like or sound like them. <laughs> they, they just try. They just say, "Hey, we're gonna play their music, but we're gonna do it our own way." Which yeah. category do you guys kind of fit into? <laughs> we definitely don't look like them. No. And we don't put costumes on her. We're not, that's not our thing. Um, but you could have a shiftlet thing going on if you wanted I to. I did when I <laughs> first joined the band. They all they all said that I- yeah, You play I a gold Stratocaster or Telecaster? No, no. no. I only have the, the black one. Okay. It's all actually right. a shiftlet guitar. It, um, I was going to say, he's he, he does have a signature Tele. Yeah, it belongs to Dominic, but- Okay. Okay. For a while, as I was playing Shiftlet's parts, he's like, "You need this. So, you need, yeah, yeah. You need to take this." It has a yeah. He is. Sound. He is all Pat Smears guitars and okay. Um, so you're, you're like the Pat Smear. I'll have them all eventually, but yeah. Okay. All right. I got. I got a good start going. You know, I I don't think I even knew that uh, that he. Well, he doesn't have a signature guitar. Who's that? Uh, Pat Smear. Uh, no. Yeah, he's with Hagstrom. Is he really? Yep. Okay. What is that guitar? I don't think I've ever seen it. It is uh, basically an SG style, but it's tilted out more like a Strat. Okay. And uh, dual humbuckers, just punk, pretty pretty much punk sound. Right. Out of it. Right. Right. And he's the guy. I can see his face. Right. But you know, I was not a. It, it was, it's kind of strange. I was. I became a Nirvana fan ten years after Nirvana was actually popular. You know, everybody yeah. everybody loved Nirvana and they jumped on the bandwagon. Oh, you got yep. to Nirvana. And I was like, yeah, nope. I was still in my Queens rec phase. And then like <laughs> <laughs> and then, then like 10 years later, I was like, yeah, okay, this stuff's pretty cool. And so Pat Smear, he was the guy that used to kind of tour with Nirvana and just hang off to the side because everybody everybody knew that um that Kurt wasn't gonna keep scrumming the chords all the time, right? So he's right, standing yeah. off to the side and then then he he ends up in the Foo Fighters with He'd the, probably be most they, recognized for that tricolor acoustic guitar from the unplugged oh yeah yep right right okay yeah i remember that i do remember that episode okay Mm -hmm. all right so you so that's the role that you're playing then basically okay gotcha that distinguishes because it's it is two distinguishing guitar styles definitely Mm -hmm. oh yeah right absolutely with the with the foo fighters you know they have they have the three guitars in there too so he would actually don would do kind of like uh a mix of Dave Grohl parts and Pat Smear parts. Cause right. initially we only had, we had a singer that didn't play guitar. Okay. All right. 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 So now, now he's, he's strictly Pat Smear and I'll play Dave Grohl's parts and then I'll, I'll jump in with leads, but we trade off. Like he sure. takes a solo and smells like teen spirit. And, gotcha. Okay. You know, I'll take some other, we'll, we'll just, Whoever can play it first, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I already knew that. I, I was playing that one ten years ago or whatever yeah. it is. And okay, it's yours. Yeah, yep. that's that seems to work out yeah. real well. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think that's important for everybody to understand. You know, what kind of band are you? Are, are they are they going to see you guys in costume? You know, so to speak, or are they are they going to hear something a little different? Do you put your own spin on the tunes, or do you try to play them? Um, you know, the way they're recorded. Definitely is to what they're recorded. Okay. Um, but we also put little splashes here, mainly cheese. Yeah. We'll, we'll put some little splashes in the drums for sure. Okay. But yeah. for the most part, yeah, it's not instrumental, it's pretty much spot on. Right. Right. So you're just drenched in sweat by the end of the night. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I grew up a metalhead, so. Right. You know, I can't do anything musically without that double kick just chugging along and adding a lot of depth to the performance. Right. You know, because, you know, let's face it, we're not playing arenas, so you can't have your sound EQ'd 
to get that, you know, chest thumping deep bass going on. So the only thing I could figure out to do is the parts that actually call for it is to add that double kick, you know, regardless of, you know, if it sounds cool or not for what the song calls for, it just gives the person standing in the audience the the added depth, the, right the repetitive... The, you know, it might it not be effect. not might not be a lot of those, you know, boom, 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 but it'll be a whole bunch of bit, 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 bit. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, I saw a I saw a band years ago and I can't even remember the name of the band. Um, this was probably back around early 2000s that I saw this this band and I wasn't even here. I was think I was on a business trip somewhere, but their drummer did something that was so, so unique and so ingenious. Mm-hmm. He had a regular drum kit, right? Mm hmm. But his kick drum was the only electronic drum that he had in his kit. It was actually electronic. So he ran that thing through the PA and he can make it sound like anybody's kick. So so the way they would play small rooms when you can't get that booming sound that you're looking for, he just did it digitally. He is kicking. It was boom, like, oh, like you're awesome. in an arena. And I thought how brilliant to think of that idea because I've never seen another drummer do that since then. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's either either they have a full electric kit, which I hate the, the sound of that, or yeah. they don't or they don't do it at all. But I thought, man, was that ingenious to get that to get that sound? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, even so, with today's modern music, you know, in the metal and rock arena, you know, everything is so overproduced. Everything is so digitalized that it's real hard to tell between what's an acoustic drum set versus what is triggered, what is electronic to just go and try and replicate that live. You lose so much of of that substance that's on the record. That's the thing I get, you know, especially, you know, joining this band, you grow such an appreciation for the rawness that they, they contain in Foo Fighters recordings in Nirvana's recordings, because it's all there. It's not going to be something that, you know, you go to a live event and you see this band that you've listened to a thousand times. And then you're just, you walk away from it being bummed out that it didn't sound anything like you had listened to a thousand times before on that album. And then today's music, especially it, it loses so much of that rawness and, it, I, I definitely got a new appreciation for trying to keep true to that element of, you know, recording versus performance. Right. Right. So take us back. Um, how did this how did this whole thing start? How long ago? Uh, myself and the missing bass player. OK. We spent probably 10 or 15 years just writing songs in a basement and we never had a singer. We never played shows, obviously. And one day I was just like, I want to get out and play some shows. Both of us really like the Foo Fighters. You want to start a Foo Fighters tribute band. And then I'm thinking, well, why hold it at that? Why don't we tribute Dave Grohl himself and be able to, you know, cover more genres? Right. And it just kind of ballooned from there. And we were full on into it as soon as we came up with the idea. So, right, right. So how long between the idea and the and the hiring of musicians or the finding of people? Um, it was probably about two weeks. Yeah, really? Like yeah, real quick. And then wow. we played a show like three weeks. Like wow. after two weeks of practicing. Yeah, it was about three weeks or so. We played a first little, just a little show at a stupid little restaurant, but sure, just it was just good to get out there and yeah, and play in front of people. What year was that? 
That was 15. 2015. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what were, uh, what was the set list back then? Um, I'm assuming it hasn't changed a lot. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we play the, we play the hits because that's what people know. Right, right, right. But, but the cool thing about, you know, starting a band like this is you get to play, you just get to dabble in some songs that maybe people haven't heard or maybe have heard and didn't know they were the Foo Fighters and Nirvana. Right. And then you kind of pique people's interest that way <laughs> by hearing different songs that they would have never heard on the radio, maybe. Right. So that's that's what I that's what I like about playing in this band for sure is getting ears on Foo Fighters songs that you know the average person hasn't heard. Right, right. My question hasn't been answered. What was that? How did the name start? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was I was at I was at a restaurant with now my ex. And uh, I was kicking around these bands. She didn't like the name name of the band. She didn't like it at all. She's like, I'm done with you. (laughs) (laughs) She was actually the singer, the very first singer we had. Oh, wow. So we had a female fronted Foo Fighters Nirvana. Ah, Okay. (laughs) But that didn't work out because we split up and we continued for a little bit after we split up. But yeah, that was not going to (laughs) happen. But uh, yeah, we were just sitting at breakfast one day and it all of a sudden popped in my head because of wanting to do more than just the Foo Fighters. We figure... Well, Smells Like Teen Spirit was a monstrous hit for Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And then we're tributing Dave Grohl. Why not Smells Like Dave Grohl? Yep. And right, we actually, we're actually called SLGG a tribute yeah. to the music of Dave Grohl. Oh, okay. Wow. We're naming rights. <laughs> nah, we've, we've lost a couple Facebook pages. Oh, oh really? That. Be, what, because, because of, of the proper name? name and our name. Mm-hmm. That's what we're guessing anyway. We never got confirmation oh, okay. on it, but it we're guessing because it had smells because it smells like Dave Grohl had his name in it. Right. That we got struck down. Gotcha. Yeah. They, no, it took a while for them to catch on because we got up to like probably 6,000 followers or something like that. And then it was just all completely wiped All over the world. <laughs> yeah. Every country almost. And then. Just, every, yeah. We had we had fans gone. from live streams on every continent except Antarctica, obviously. Right. 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 And well, that's kind of strange because you can go on to, on to Facebook. Um I'm just going to make something up because, well, I'm pretty sure this is one of them. If you go on to Facebook, there's a page that says Muddy Waters. That's not Muddy Waters' Facebook page. It's just some guy that created a fan page for Muddy Waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And people like the page and they follow the page and, and Foo Fighters whatever. has one too. Yeah. and But I mean, but, you know, Muddy Waters, I, I mean, unless they found a way to project to him astrally, Muddy Waters didn't give them permission to <laughs> use his name to create that fan page on, on Facebook. So that's yeah, kind of weird. I'm not, that, um, not too sure. Yeah. Who knows? Well, whatever. It was just a guess, really. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At least you can get a cease and desist. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine you guys are just sitting around going, geez, Dave, you got to record something else so we can get like a new song to the set list. We're tired of playing anything else. So do you guys follow him? Like, when's he coming out with this? And, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the man for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been a hardcore Dave Grohl fan ever since I heard that first intro to Smells Like Teen Spirit. I mean, okay. I just knew this was a guy to pay attention to. And I've just loved everything he's done ever since. And, I I know exactly where they are, what they're doing, what's right. going on with the music. Uh, yeah, right, right. So, do any of you, and even the guys that aren't here, do any of you have any other projects going on except this band here? 
I do. I actually have two other projects going on. Um, <clears throat> I'm in a, a, a Blink-182 tribute called What's Our Age Again? But don't get it confused with What's My Name Again? Because for some reason, like three out of five venues decide to promote us as What's My Name Again? And that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> And it's and like, you know, how with the smells like Dave Grohl thing, you know, being consolidated to an acronym like SLDG. Right. Um, ours is whoa. W-O-A-A. Whoa. Okay. So that's how you know we go by. And then another one that I'm in, um a Tom DeLong, the singer and guitar player for Blink 182. He was in uh, a side project he did and made this wonderful little gem of an album with the band he calls Boxcar Racer. Oh, yeah. And we have a group called Cat Like Thief, which is also hard to remember. So we, I guess, made an acronym for that. We call it CLT. So we tribute... Um, we're not going to pronounce that acronym out loud. <laughs> yeah, believe me, the jokes I've heard about that whole thing—it's <laughs> in—it's in our group chats all the time, so I get it. <laughs> and but yeah, we do. Those are the two other projects I have. Okay, and, and actually, that's actually how we met this guy because years ago, my first his show. Ba- yeah, his first show. Yeah, years ago, his band played with our band at a little. Uh, Oak Park Lounge. Johnsburg, Oak Park in Lounge Johnsburg. in Johnsburg. Oak Park Lounge in Johnsburg. And I was running about two hours of sleep and I was severely hungover. And <laughs> I know when I got done with the set, I wound up passing out in the lawn for like their entire set. Mm-hmm. Right next to our PA. Yeah, right next to our PA, just out. I'm Christy from Crime Cave Podcast. I've had a huge interest in true crime since my days of watching marathons of Snapped back in the mid-90s. I needed an outlet to talk about the cases that have haunted me for a very long time. With each episode under 20 minutes, I shine a light on some of the most bizarre cases in the last 50 years. Join me in The Crime Cave. I'm going to ask this question first and then I'm going to circle back and we're going to we're going to kind of answer it from the from the back end in, in, in a way, um, because the one thing that I hear a lot being a musician myself and Ray and I being out in the music, local music scene quite often, you're going to hear a, you hear a lot um, about trivia bands and the and not to put anybody on the spot, but sometimes we ask difficult questions on this uh, on this podcast. Why a tribute band? You know, I hear people say all the time, why would somebody want to stand up on stage and play somebody else's music? They're millionaires already. Why do you, they don't need your help getting their, getting their music out. Don't you have your own music? Don't you have your own thing you want to do? Your own thing you want to accomplish? You're in three tribute bands, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Why? So that's the question. Now let's circle back and let's find out how you got to where you are right now. Because the work's already cut out for me, my friend. (laughs) All I got to do is just listen to it and play it. That's it. I don't have to do no deep, you know, sit in a dark room and, you know, contemplate my life to come up with something original and creative. You know, it's all there mapped out for you. It's Mm -hmm. really, you get to a certain age, you know, and, and I'm not saying this is a recipe for every human being on earth, but some of us, we choose to go down this path where 
yeah, let's, let's have some fun. Right. You know, let's, let's get down in the basement let's have a little bit of fun. And you know, that turns into one gig, then one gig turns into two, then two into four. And then you kind of, you, you realize that, you know, yeah, you're playing other people's music, but you're also building a community out of it as well. You know, because it's not like, you know, when you're in an original band and you're playing clubs or you're playing, I don't know, what's what's the next tier down from an arena? Like a theater? Like a small theater. Yeah, like, you know, you're playing like a theater and then, you know, you spend an hour sound checking and then you go and you play and then you tear down and then, hey, it's on your way to the next gig or whatever. But with this, like, you know, you kind of build a community of people who find the same common interest as you do through the music that you're playing. So not only do you have this little community, but you also have these new friends you can make you know it's 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 a much more equalized spectrum you're walking on when you're in a tribute band because these people are here for the same reason that we're up there playing it i totally get that fair enough yeah absolutely fair and i totally get the thing about you know it's already drawn out you know you just listen to the song learn how to play or go out and do it it's you know it's no more difficult than actually having to learn the song it's the fun of it it's totally get that yeah it's just just playing music like you said just getting out there to play music i mean i was i had um i don't know I know Dom never, you didn't really have an original band. Yeah, like I said, that played out. Started in a basement writing a bunch of songs, but it never really right. you know, progressed to right. anything. So that's why we jumped into the tribute thing because we just wanted to get out and play some shows and and make some people happy and dance. That's really about it. Other than the, I guess, other than the combined interest, you know, everybody going to your show, there are, you know, you have this community, everybody's going there. Like you said, every, you know, everybody knows what you do. So everybody in that crowd's there to hear some Foo Fighters music or some Nirvana music or Mm -hmm, whatever it is. But as far as having, having everything, you know, laid out there for you, as far as learning new music, you can do that without being in a tribute band. You can just be in a cover band, pick, pick nineties rock and be in a cover band. So, so what's the, so what's the, other than the, the common interest, what's the draw to say, okay, I want to be in a tribute band, not just like a nineties cover band or something like that. Is there, is there something else uh, that drew you to it? I've always talked about like, oh, I think it'd be cool to play, you know, a little bit of everything. But at the same time, it's kind of like, what? I asked that same question. Why do that? Yeah. You know, why do that? <laughs> Everybody else does that too. There's, so I think the exclusivity many, of picking. Oh, yeah. yeah there's oh, yeah. too many cover bands. There's not. I, mean, I agree. There's I, a lot of tribute bands and in, in particular, I think there's in the local area, there's what, two other Foo Fighter tributes yep. close to us. And that's fine you know we're we're we all get along we all play i think there's a yeah. all gales yeah. Foo fighter yeah yeah and, and what's and there's another one that's right around in this area i think they're called uh two fighters two yeah. yeah yeah and i think i think their dave Grohl, their lead singer is literally just lives a few miles away from here yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. yeah. one yeah one of two fighters guitar players came out to one of our shows at base camp in lyle oh, okay and it was cool to talk to him because he's like man you guys sound good yeah you know so it's like you're getting a compliment from uh uh, another established tribute act that plays the same music over there you know you would you would you would think that a situation like that would present itself as being almost like two dogs staring at each other and like "Uh," you know they're looking at each other like that but no it was it was a total camaraderie in that 
scenario. Yeah. And yeah. It was awesome. We've actually even talked outside of shows and stuff where I I almost actually sat in for their Pat Smear while wow. they were in a bind. It didn't happen, but right, I was right, right, right. willing to do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know a couple I know a couple of those guys. For sure. So <laughs> is it strictly Foo Fighters, Nirvana, or do you right sprinkle now, in yeah. a few other things? Right now, but we we definitely want to dive into some Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. Yeah, the catalog's so big with Foo Fighters and Nirvana that sure. you know, we can I mean we we practice, we rehearse, you know, maybe once a week. We all got jobs, busy lives and stuff. So we get in when we can and it takes time to right. learn a song in detail and then get together and go over it a bunch of times. So we're getting to that, that point where we're like, Hey, let's start looking into this, uh, you know, them crooked vultures and even tenacious D Robot. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Dave, Dave Grohl was involved with so many projects. So many yeah. that, and mean, technically he played drums on one of Tom Petty's yeah. live performances on SNL. So we could do that too. If yep. we really yep. wanted yeah, to yeah. decline yeah. the invite to join the band. Yeah. But, Right. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. To start the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I totally get where you guys are coming from. Uh, I've never been in, a, in what I would call a tribute band. I've been in cover bands, never been in what I call a tribute band. But I think that tribute bands um, are kind of providing something that your standard cover band is not providing. Um, it's opening another door. If you start off as a tribute band and like what you guys are doing, you're kind of branching out with the different projects that Dave Grohl is involved in. Now you've got a different catalog of music because I think what we are falling into in the Chicagoland area is everybody's playing Don't Stop Believing. Everybody's playing Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Yes. Every Rose, everybody's playing these same songs over and over again. I can't tell you how many times I've had a bar owner come over at the end of the night and give us an extra 50 bucks and said, I heard somebody request Bon Jovi. Thank you for not playing any Bon Jovi. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. If I, if I had to hear Wanted Dead or Alive one more time, I was going to go in the back and yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah I, I, I've heard that. So I I think it's kind of opening up the doors for a couple of things. And that's, I think that's why we we stay away from the cover band thing too, because there's there's so many of them, and they all play the same stuff. And it's like, well, the exclusivity, the the difference with joining a tribute, being a part of tribute, makes it. Well, we're just going to focus on this because it also gives people the opportunity to go see the Foo Fighters as long as you do it well. Right. You know, like it's, it's that experience as well. Cause not everybody goes to a few Foo Fighters concert. I think I, I was at my first Foo Fighters concert with Dominic here, what, two years ago. Mm -hmm. wow. And <laughs> you know, like I, well, prior to joining the band, I, I could care less about the Foo Fighters to be honest with you. And, and how do you feel about them now? I love them. Yeah, absolutely love them. When you when I once I joined the band, you know, I really dug into the catalog, and I was like, oh my gosh. This is a lot bigger than I knew. You know, you hear all my life, best of you, times like these on the radio. Right. And I'm like, yeah, it's good. Right. But, you know, you've heard it a hundred times. What, what's on the, what's on this album that um, 
wasn't commercialized. Give me something that's not, not, you know, I can imagine yourself, you know, saying to yourself, which one of these songs isn't three and a half minutes long uh, with a hook? <laughs> you the know, brand what? new one actually that came out. He, we were just talking about that on the ride here. Uh, he says, what, 10 minutes long? Yeah. The, the teacher they just released yesterday. Okay. And it's over 10 minutes and it's just the saga of a rock song. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. We've what? talked about playing uh, play. Yeah. That Dave Grohl wrote, and it's a, what, a 20, 20 minute song? 24 minutes. I think. Wow. 24 no minutes. Kidding. He plays no every part on it. And, um, you know, so it, it opens us up to the ability to learn all that stuff. And, right. And, and hearing it as what I consider myself an outsider, because I was always a jam band kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I was into that kind of music, but, you know, I'm a, a rock and roll lover in right. general. So, um, you know, joining the band, I was able to kind of be like, okay, well, I have to learn these guitar parts. Let me hear what else this guy's written and played and stuff. And I, I love it. I think he's, he's one of one of the best musicians right, right. in history. And who makes up the set list? You kind of share it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. all kind of just throwing it together. So, so I figure, you know, just having done it before, you need probably about what, 36 songs to get through a through three hours of music a night, maybe a little bit more than that if they're shorter songs. We typically play about 90 minute sets. So it's okay. about 20 songs. Okay. Usually. All right. Yeah. Um, are there any in that 90 minute set that wouldn't be a hit, wouldn't be a mainstream song? Which Every one, time. which, yeah. yeah, which one is it? And, and I guess which one surprises you the most that the crowd reacts so well to it? Low. Yeah. Low. Um, Low's a, Low's a big one. Um, hey, Johnny Park. Um, I mean, that was, that was kind of a bigger hit. Um, but not everybody knows that. Right. right. You know, everybody knows like all my life and that, that type of right. stuff, but we definitely play a lot of other ones that. Hey, Johnny Park is my one true love. So I pretty much demand that it's in every set. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So are you guys, so are you, you pretty much doing opening acts now or, or closing acts? Or are you, you're not doing full nights like, like you ate the midnight yourselves just yet or. Is that the ultimate goal? Is it that that's the ultimate goal? Get a a one band bill with us exclusively. Sure. You know, even the idea, you know, in its infancy of just it being a Nirvana and Foo Fighters split. Right. You know, let's do ninety minutes of Nirvana and then we do ninety minutes of Foo Fighters. But it's it's kind of hard to pitch that uh, first when you don't have any evidence that it's been a successful thing. Right. Right. So, you know, right now it's just more like paying your dues. Like, you know, we've got tons of friends in the scene, you know, we've even, you know, kind of mixed, you know, our tribute acts joining together, you know, in different sub genres of the rock category. Like um, there's a buddy's band, you know, that I have, they're called Sugar. We're a Fallout Boy tribute. Oh, okay. You know, super easy to remember. And, you know, they do Fallout Boy, uh, super poppy, you know. And we paired up with them and did a show last Saturday, and it went pretty well. That sounds know? like a good pairing, actually. Yeah. I, I it really, really was. Yeah. It was <laughs> a good diverse that. crowd. Everybody was super into both sets. Like, it was, it was a good Where thing. Where was this? Where'd you play? Uh, side Outs in Island Lake. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. so and it was nice because it was outdoors too, and a beautiful night. God, I haven't been to side outs in forever. 
<laughs> this podcast is not brought to you by Side Out. <laughs> yeah, but but it could be Side Outs if you if, if you're listening and, and you're looking. Yeah, we're looking for sponsors. Side Outs. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've actually been there. So, uh, what's the favorite gig, or what or what's the best gig that you guys have had so far? Oh, I I think. All right, can I sp- can I speak on on behalf of the two of you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Tribute Island last year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That was that was pretty pinnacle for sure. So, so where was this? This was in Simmons Island in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Okay, and it's like it's exactly what it it is. Tribute Island. It's before it's tribute bands. Yeah, just a a bunch of tribute acts that play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. Okay. And you have like five stages going on at the same time, and it's going on for hours and hours. They were at a previous location and the pandemic happened and now they relocated it for a second year coming up that we're already signed on to do over by the, the Windham Hotel. And it's it's literally at a hotel site and, you know, it's right along the lakeside. Okay. And you've got five stages that you could just walk along this path to and you know mosey out your way along to check out you know these tribute acts but last year um i actually played two sets that day back to back with these guys um and then prior to them i played with whoa okay the the blink tribute and you know the crowd was a little you know it was it was a little dry mm-hmm. you know that one but once the sun's because it was so hot yeah right and you know the sun started going down you know sldg goes on and you just see this crowd emerge and you know everybody was into it when i say every you know you i mean you've played in bands you see yep. you see people just kind of sitting there with their arms crossed right I'm telling you. And then they have a few bears. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody was in it. Kids jumping, old people jumping. Wow. Yeah. Everybody. It was a great energy. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to agree. That's probably the best one. And you guys are booked to play that again this year? Yeah. yeah we're, we're when, when's that, when's year, that coming right? up? Are you really? When's that coming up? Uh, we're on August 5th. 5th. August, Saturday night. August 5th. And it's called Tribute Island. Tribute Island at the Windham Hotel in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm specifically on the beach side stage. Sounds like a motorcycle destination for later in the summer. There are a lot of of bikes there when we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds real busy that weekend. It's a... It's a good time. It's a really good time. Yeah. Okay. What else you guys... What else you guys have coming up in the next uh, couple months? Um, We've got, you know, tentatively our our next gig, you know, from, from tonight till... June 17th, we play um, an annual charity benefit um, that's called Angels on the Moon. And our friend Carlos uh, Perez and his wife Tracy, they unfortunately lost, you know, one of their children. And they organized this charity benefit that they do every year called Angels on the Moon. And they hosted it at, you know, various uh, establishments, you know, this one being the second year at this place called the Thirsty Horse in Kenosha, Wisconsin. But yeah, they, you know, they get a bunch of, you know, other tribute acts and, you know, they play music, they do raffles, you know, you donate to this, you know, nonprofit charity. It's for a very, very good cause. And that's the next one 
we're going to be playing at. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a few more, but uh, got a big one in July. Yeah, oh yeah, up in Milwaukee. Okay, yep, at the uh, Shank Theater. Shank, uh, yeah, Shank Hall. It's called Shank Hall. Okay, and it's the night before the actual Foo Fighters play at the Harley Davidson Fest. Oh wow, no kidding. So we're hoping that. But there's going to be a lot of Foo Fighter fan in town that are going to the Friday night show, which right. is Green Day, I believe. Okay. And we're going to make some noise and try and get some Foo Fighters fans going in there. Wow. <laughs> Green Day one night, Foo Fighters the next night at the Harley Davidson. Uh, Correct. I hope, mm-hmm. hope you don't get shanked. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always a possibility at a place like that. <laughs> wow. So, uh, so um, we talked about your Facebook page. <laughs> Where else can people find you guys if they want to learn a little bit more about you and see your schedule? Um. Instagram, that's another one. Um, we do have yeah. a website too, but it's under construction. Yeah. Yeah. So mainly Facebook and Instagram. I mean, you look up SLDG on Facebook. You look up SLDG on Instagram. It's the same thing. Okay. You know, it's yeah. You'll you'll find. All it. you have to do is put the acronym in, and it'll pop up. Right. We don't have an official YouTube, but I. I don't know. I I have my own YouTube that I upload a lot of videos from shows. You know, I get like a GoPro and you know set it up on a stand and you know get a get a drum cam going and you know it's on there. But mostly it's it's only Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, and then just word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thanks for coming out, guys. That was very interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I guess I can't call him smells like Dave Grohl anymore. I got to call him <laughs> SDL. SL, SLDG. SL, God, I can't even spell. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for coming out, guys. Hope to see you around somewhere at some festival this summer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to try and get out this way. You know, try and find somebody who holds jurisdiction over the <laughs> bars and, <laughs> and clubs in Joliet. And, you know, we do. You know, I got I got your guys' emails. I, yeah. I believe yeah. I have yours. So, yep. you know, I'll hit you up. You know, we'll, we'll get down. And we'll figure it out. Yeah. You yeah. Just, check it out. Yeah. Maybe we can make it up to that Tribute Island. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, a, it's definitely a good time. Like fun. Yeah. Yeah. That it sounds would, like a lot of fun. Drive, sure. And it being at a hotel, it's perfect night stay. There you go. If you feel like boogieing. The Wyndham. <laughs> huh? Yep. Might have to do that. Yep. You're getting your own room, though. This podcast is not brought to you by the Wyndham. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Harley Davidson. Or Harley Davidson. Or Dave Grohl, for that matter. Or side outs. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that would probably join you on the podcast. Probably would. No, absolutely. He would. He, he probably would. You're exactly right. It would, it would, you know, see if you can work on that for us. <laughs> yeah, well, when we run into him up in Milwaukee, we'll, we'll mention it for Yeah, sure. let him let him. Yeah, give, give yeah. us your name. Yeah, that'd be along. great. <laughs> All righty, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, that was smells like Dave Grohl. They didn't S- really smell. They didn't smell. Didn't SLDG. Smell. SLDG, yeah. Sludge. There was no odor whatsoever. <laughs> none, none, none at all. No. no but, no. I, you know, I think I'm going to um, have to figure out how I can either go to that. Uh, what, were, what were they talking about? The uh, the Tribute Island? The Tribute Island, yeah, in, in Kenosha. That sounds interesting. But yeah. I'm really interested in the Harley thing. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the Harley uh, Festival? Yeah, it must be. I don't know. Is, it, is this an anniversary? It is an anniversary year. I, I don't know. We have to check it into is, it. Uh, it's the 120th year. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I, I went. Uh, I went to their hundredth. That would have been 2003. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I went there. But this sounds interesting. So they're playing the night before the actual Foo Fighters. 
at Shanks. Yes. Who also does not sponsor this podcast. Does not right. And neither does the Foo Fighters. Right. But but they're playing the night that Green Day, the actual Green Day is playing a concert right. there. So that's that's interesting. And there's gonna be Foo Fighter fans, so hopefully they'll show up to Shanks and not yeah, shake yeah. them. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I think I think we might have to plan that. So. And now that you know People know that they, they really don't smell. No, they don't. You know, I did. I brought some Vicks just in case to put in the nostrils. Yeah, I stayed, I stayed back a little bit, yeah. but no, they were, nope. they were okay. They were clean guys. They were clean guys. Definitely. Yeah. But you got to be careful these days. Yeah. Cause you don't know. You never know. You know they could have had pig pen with them. Yeah. No. Charlie Brown. Well, they had pap smear. That's, <laughs> that's right. Or pat, pat smear. You know, the, the nice thing about that tribute <laughs> Island, uh, I noticed uh, Dan said, uh, he says, you know, you can go, it's outside the hotel along the lakefront. Right. He says you can mosey along the lakefront. I don't remember the last time I moseyed, you know, it's just, um, I, 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 I think I'd have to practice moseying. I'd have to try it. I mean, is it along the, I, along the ways of like sashaying? No, I think sashaying is almost like skipping. Okay. Okay. Mosey's a little bit subtle. We've totally gone off the trail. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. <laughs> People are just like, are you guys going to get to the point or whatever? Well, yeah, the point is we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rock and Roll Chicago podcast, and we will see you next Tuesday with another exciting episode. Good night. No, or goodbye. You could be listening to this during the day. Oh, that's true. That's right. See ya. Later. The Rock and Roll Chicago podcast is edited by Paul Martin. Theme song courtesy of MNR Rush. The Rock and Roll Chicago podcast does not own the rights to any of the music heard on the show. The music is used to promote the guests that are featured. Rock and Roll Chicago. Rock and Roll.